Beautiful people. Hello, hello. I am Jared the Football Genius Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. This is episode 153 of the Field to the Real podcast. Mosey and alone. Uh-huh. Yes. So let's jump right into who's really right. Yeah. Uh, we have the men's and women's NCAA tournament coming up for yeah that just got underway, excuse right. me. Right, yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, actually no, Tuesday. Earth. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, so they Tuesday had no, and Wednesday they had, games, right? they had play-in games, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, re- the reason why that's important is because, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, um, the Howard University women's basketball team yes. uh, won yes. the first play-in game of the NCAA women's of the women's NCAA tournament. Yes. I see they play it two today, right? They oh, play well, it two today, today against yes. Yep. They uh right now as we're recording they're about to get yeah. get underway yeah. and they're playing South Carolina. So yeah. shout out to the bison. Um <laughs> you know I'm pulling for you guys. You know I'm I'm betting with my heart on this one. If I had a hundred thousand dollars I'd be <laughs> I'd let it ride on y'all. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm mad. Yeah, no, no it's um, interesting. We've already had some upsets uh, yesterday, yeah. like yesterday. So it's gonna be interesting. Like I'm like, yeah, I don't even know how we talk about this because I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, well I, and I think we we I think we're in a good position now. After having that happen yesterday, I kind of yeah. it it allows us to duck a little bit of smoke. Yeah. I think it's best that we right now give our predictions on who we think is going to make it to the final four Okay. for the men and the women's. Um, Ooh, I ain't looked at it like that. Let me go back and look, man. Okay. I, I think, uh, let's see. So to kind of give you guys a little bit of a, a update of what happened last night, um, there were some major upsets. Now we, we, we know that there's typically a 12 versus five upset. That's the, the, the right. upset that typically happens in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That 12-5 seed is always a, a um a kicker. I remember one year, I don't know if it's ever been one year where all 12s went, but I definitely remember it being a year where three of the 12 seeds um ended up advancing. Mm-hmm. And so to see it happen last night wasn't shocking, but what we saw was um, the number 12 seed Richmond knocked off the number five seed Iowa. Right. And the, the thing about that is <laughs> people had Iowa going to the final. The four. final, exactly. So this busted a lot of, this busted a lot of. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ain't nobody winning nothing. Look, <laughs> ain't nobody winning nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was the other upset? Um, oh, the other upset was uh, Kentucky versus St. Peter's. That was a two five two fifteen matchup. Yep, crazy. Um, which you know, 
it's, it's rare that you see those. And so exactly. um, I think the last one was University of Maryland, Baltimore uh, County. Of course you would remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would remember <laughs> that. That was, that was 2018. That's the last time we saw that type of upset. And so yeah. um, shout out to them. You know, I was, I was hyped rooting for them. No disrespect uh, to Calipari, but St. Peter's has a, a, a black coach. Okay. And so he was, uh, you know, uh, selling, he was celebrating and pumped up about his team. Of course he should have been. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. So you, you want to go first or you want me to, uh, you go, I'm still over. Cause you said do final for see, that mean I got to come and look through and make sure. So, uh, yeah. I'm doing at men's right now. I'm looking at the men and then I'll, then we okay. can come back. I'll do, we'll, you do men's and I'll do men. Then we'll come back and look at the women. Cause women. I need okay. to look at theirs. Cause I haven't looked at it like you asking me to. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So I, I don't usually do two number one seeds when I pick. Yeah. But I think this I year I, I think I gotta choose two number one seeds. And I Me think too. Baylor. Yep. I think Baylor and I think um I think uh Gonzaga mm. are okay. both going to advance to the final four. Okay. Um, but it gets a little bit tricky after that, right? Okay. So um, after Baylor <laughs> and after uh, Gonzaga, mm -hmm. I have Michigan, mm -hmm. which, hold on, let me make sure that I'm not. Uh, I thought about Michigan, but I, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, <laughs> betting against myself. No, that's good. I don't but, see any other, way, any other way, honestly. Yeah. Make sure I had the uh, right there. Okay, Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. Baylor. Mm -hmm. Providence and Michigan. Okay. That's my final four. That's a shot in the dark. You know, it's one of those yeah. things where when, you, when you're talking about the NCAA tournament, you can't just look at the teams that's been the best all year. Like, nope. you know, as we see with the upsets of yesterday, right. stuff just happens. Right. So this is my shot in the dark at, you know, <laughs> what, what I can see. I, I, I honestly, I feel like what happened with Michigan a few weeks ago is, is going to propel them mm. to propel them into the final four. Okay. So for me, I, I have two number ones as well. But they're okay. different number ones. I do have Baylor. Okay. Um, but uh, I have Kansas. Mm, okay. And then I've got, I want to say a sleeper, not really, but sort of. I never count them out, and that's Memphis. Memphis. Okay. And then I'm. Um, Teetering on this other on the south side over here. But I really I'm I think I'm with you on the Michigan thing. I think they they're hitting their stride at the right moment. Okay. Yeah. I I I I, I think I'm that's say it. Tennessee, but but I think Michigan's hitting their stride yeah. at the right moment. 
And I it, think that's going yeah. It, it took everything in me not to choose Auburn. Really? I looked at Auburn, but I said, yeah. no, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm gonna just play it. Yeah, I, I think I went rather safe, other than Memphis. Memphis is yeah. my sleeper. Memphis okay. is my sleeper, but I just it's something about that team. I just I don't know. I, I use in these tournaments, and it's probably not the best to do that because you know it, it's it's a lot of great players. And what we see is like players who have been together for a long time typically mm-hmm. do well in mm-hmm. this tournament. Like you get a Kentucky, they they're What's typically saying? one and done. And so right, that ain't gonna never work. They, right. Yeah, they, they don't have enough continuity to mm-hmm. like to stick together during these games. Right. And so, you know, you'll have a, a Loyola Chicago who comes out of nowhere. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, right. I, I look at coaches and so I, I think about like Bruce Pearl, who's a coach at Auburn, is kind of one of the reasons why, you know what I'm saying, course. I was thinking about Love him. Love him. But the reason why I ended up choosing Providence was because of Rick Pitino. You know, okay. he's kind of been up there and, and you haven't really heard much from him. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? But he he has that team competitive. He has them ready to play. And so I, 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 I'm going to put my money on Rick. <laughs> okay. Money on Rick. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we will see. So you got Baylor, Baylor, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, and Michigan. Mm -hmm. I've got Baylor, Kansas, Michigan, and Memphis. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. You want you want to jump to the women's? All right, I'm look. Look, I already jumped over here looking, so I can make my listen. Look, you got me caught off guard, so I'm like, wait, I gotta Uh, go. I know, yeah. It, it yeah. would have been tough to try to to try to you know, especially yeah. when it's already starting to try Start. to navigate. Yeah, yeah. No, this is smart. Yeah. I'm just yeah, it's smart. I'm just saying, tough nonetheless for me to try to pick from. Let's see. So I, this bracket looks crazy. I can't even really. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll go and get mine while you uh. Okay, because I'm over here like, how do they bracket this? I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with UConn. Okay. UConn, Louisville, Howard, and Merlin. Well, gee, wonder how you got to that. Okay. Halfway with my brains, halfway with my heart. With your heart. (laughs) I cannot figure out how they got this bracket broken down for some reason. Um, They um. I think, you know, trying to find a bracket for the women's and this, you know, this, you know, this would be one of my yeah. issues. Yeah. Trying to find a bracket for the women's is, is you know, always uh, an issue for me because I, I always try to look through and, you know, um, they're, they're not typically the same type of upsets with the men. Right. But Thank they're, you. you know, there's Thank usually you. like, you know, some nice upsets in there um, with the NCAA tournament for the women's and I, I try to look in there and see like all right what are the trends and stuff like that just in case I want to lose my money yeah <laughs> right <laughs> okay I see it. I, it's the same one just what you sent me it's the same one I have so okay. um I can't bet against my girl South Carolina okay um hmm let's see that's one and then the other would be why does it look like this? It's so weird. 
So that's one bracket. And then the other bracket is here. So um, I think, I guess I'll, I'll have a go with my heart moment too and pick Georgia. <laughs> you like, hey, hey, if you could pick Howard, I could pick If you could pick Howard, I could pick Georgia. Listen, for sure. <laughs> um, Hmm. And this other bracket cuts me out. Kate. I'm gonna go Texas. Okay. And in this other one, I don't know. That's tough. This next one is hard. Stanford. Okay. That's Stanford. always a good choice. Yeah. I think I was real safe on this one, other than Georgia, yeah. but I just want them to win. You know, they got to, I love their coach. Yeah. Has and they coach, just, Has that coach been there a while? She's been there maybe three or four years now. We've okay. spotlighted her before, I believe. Huh? I think we've spotlighted her for something before, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. I can't, man. I can't remember. It's been 153 episodes. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you can figure it out then. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. But yeah, no, I, I think that's a good, I mean, I'm just, other than Georgia, I'm being safe, I think. Yeah. In my picks. Um, Stanford's always going to be in the mix. Um mm -hmm. You pick UConn. UConn's pretty much always in the mix. I just feel like, because yeah. what bracket are they in? That's why I didn't pick them. It's somebody they got to see. Um, they are the number two seed in their bracket. And so, if I'm That's not mistaken, who was number one? Was Louisville number one in their bracket? No, Louisville was number one in the other bracket because I chose them. Uh, NC State is number one in their bracket. Okay, that I, it isn't even about them. I'm trying. Where are they? So Notre Dame was in that bracket. Yeah, they they number two. They're playing Mercer. They're at the, they're at the very bottom of the bracket. Yes. Okay. So who'd you pick from this side? But what I'm saying, like I don't see them. I saw them, but I don't see them now. It's weird. I promise you, this is. It, I need them to do better because this does not look like the men's bracket. It's clear, defined. It's easy to see. Why is everything so light? And then it's the way that they put the. They made a, how they made the the little org thing. It's it's yeah. got so too many was, lines and they got the top. The top. Uh, the they have sixteen here, sixteen here, sixteen here, and sixteen here. So it's kind of like, you know, um, on top of each other. So each region, so you got the re one region up top. I believe that's the- Oh, that's what it is. I just picked that. That's okay. I did that wrong. Now I see it. Okay. So yeah. I'm picking South Carolina and Stanford at the top. Okay. And then down here. Okay. It's making, that makes more sense. I was like, what is happening? Okay. So let me go back and look. Let me redo that. So it's stuff. I still say- Stanford and um, South Carolina. and South Carolina, and then at this bottom, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So the Greensboro region, the Wichita mm -hmm. region. Yeah. I just Bridgeport. see Bridgeport. Yep. Now it makes sense. It wasn't making sense when I was first looking at it because I didn't go down far enough. Um, yeah, I got to go Yukon on this side over here. Mm -hmm. And then Wichita. Hmm, that's tough. I'm gonna go Oregon. Okay. I'm gonna go Oregon. They've been playing pretty good. Okay. All right. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat my women's picks and then mm -hmm. you repeat yours. And we'll see. So I but the first two, the Greensboro bracket, I picked Howard. Okay. Spokane bracket, I, I picked. Maryland, mm -hmm. the Bridgeport bracket, obviously I picked UConn mm -hmm. and the Wichita bracket, I picked Louisville. Okay. My Greensboro bracket was South Carolina. Huh, that's not fun, that's not funny, huh? Um, my Spokane bracket was Stanford. My Bridgeport bracket was UConn and my Wichita bracket was Oregon. Okay. All right, so we 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 not we nailed it down. We went all the way down to the final four. Um, so if you guys have your picks and you want to uh, join us, and and it's it's not for money. <laughs> no, no gambling here. Thanks. <laughs> you let us know who you think is really right. That's right. Real good topics. Yep. And I somehow knew that we'd be right here again. So for those of you who haven't heard, which I'm sure that most of you have by now, Tom Brady has unretired. Yes, unretired. Yes. Uh, he is, I believe they're going to have to take him out of here. On a stretcher. On a stretcher. Yep. He's going to be 50 um, years old still trying to play football. Yeah. His dad made some, his dad made some statement of a couple of weeks ago um saying something to the effect that he feels like the media kind of put pressure on him to retire and so he didn't really want to and interesting and when so, has Tom Brady ever been influenced by the media that's I, that's the same thing I say I think the influence was he went home and he had to start helping them babies with homework <laughs> Like, nah, y'all got this. Did you send that to me? That means? Yes. yes. Okay. Like, like, he went home and he was like, oh, no, this ain't for me. Let me go uh -huh. ahead and let, let 300 pounds run at me. I'm good. This is too much. Right. Yeah. So, no, are, you, are you surprised by the return? You no. know, or, or more importantly, are you surprised the return is to the Bucks? So, Jordan, I think it was when Jordan was on. Jordan and I talked about this. Mm -hmm. And I said it then, because that's when he made the announcement. And I was yeah. like, this ain't finna stick. Yeah. Tom Brady's ego is too big for this. It's no way he can. First of all, I think if he I think his 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 mind, I mean, we joking, maybe not, that he would play till he's 50, but I feel like in his mind, he needs to go out as a winner. All the like he if he can win one more Super Bowl like I feel like right, that's his that. thing like if I could just get one more Super Bowl I got to go out on top type of thing yeah. that's just his ego and so I feel like um, so I was not surprised.
realize that he actually unretired, as you call it. Mm -hmm. Um, am a little shocked that you're returning to the books. I will not lie. Just because of the way things kind of ended, you know, last year and um and all of, I don't know what moves the Bucks have made, but um, unless you are sure and certain that they've shored up an offensive line, I don't know mm-hmm. what good this is doing for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think, one, because, like, the rules on retiring, and we saw this with Brett Favre, you know, when he wanted to go back to Green Bay, right, he, 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 it wasn't like he could just like go back and then say, I'm going to another team. Right. Green Bay ended up trading him, which is right. what they had to do. And so, right. you know, um, he probably never filed retirement papers. And I'm surprised that nobody kind of kept their eye on that part. Right. Because to me, that would have let me believe like he that he was serious. actually going to retire. Him yeah. actually filing papers and, you know, right. walking away. Right. Now, Brett Favre actually did that, and he actually submitted, you know, reinstatement papers. So right. even with that, if you are still on contract or still under contract with a team, then that team is a team that holds your rights. And so I figured, and this is, this is something that's still a possibility now, mm-hmm. um, I figured that if he was coming back, it would have had to be the Bucks because it would have been a very difficult proposition to say, or to go to Bruce Arians and say, hey, uh, I don't want to play with y'all no more. I want to play in San Fran yeah. and make it happen. Right. Well, because that's in conference, you know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. there would have been a reluctance and Bruce Arians would have said, okay, you might as well stay retired because I'm not doing that. Not doing that, yeah. Yeah. I get um, that. But it's Tom Brady. It feels like Tom just, just do what he rules do. don't apply. Yeah. Just do what he want to do. So, <laughs> like, if you wanted to come back and you wanted to go play in San Francisco, they figure out a way to make it happen for you. Like, that's how I feel. But I understand where you're coming from. And so I see that. Yeah. But I just, yeah. I'm, I, And I feel like because of those restrictions, that's another, that's something that makes it surprising that he did decide to come back. Because you're yeah. restricted, did right. you have to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but We'll see. He always working behind the scenes on stuff, so there's no telling what's really what's, happening. What's coming right up? Now. Yeah, that's so why I say it's still it's still a possibility. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not ruling it out. Yeah, it it just it seems more improbable than possible. Yeah, if you if you understand, you know. But and he's also an a uh, uh, poster boy for improbability. So yeah. He's still playing at the level he's playing at at, at darn near 45. So yeah, I, Lord. It, he is improbable. Yeah. So. yeah right. He, he is an improbability. <laughs> there was a poster boy for improbability, it's Tom Brady's face, right? So I don't know if we ever seen anybody do it like this. No, not at all. Yep. All right. All right. Let's see. So the MLB minor league is testing um, the ABS, which is the robo umpire. Um, They're testing out larger bases, call challenges, and limited pickoff pitches, uh, as well as um, bans on outfield shifting. Mm -hmm. 
Is this something that you see itself making its way to the majors? So in reading the article about this, they said in 2023, they plan to have larger bases already. Okay. And I, I did hear about that part. Yeah, yeah they're going to have the larger bases. And I believe the um, call challenges are also on the books for 2023. Okay. Um, but the... I think this is the pilot season for the robo up. And yeah. so that may be something if it if it goes over well, we might see it in the next five to 10 years in MLB. Um and in the limited pickoff pitches, I hope they I hope that they um that they um don't end up like keeping this rule. Um just because I feel like, like for me as a person that I'm not, like I like to go to baseball games. I'm not gonna sit down and watch a whole baseball game necessarily unless it's like a really important part of the, like World Series or playoffs or something. Mm -hmm. But um, that's part of what makes baseball fun for me is like stealing bases or trying to keep them on base or, you know, that, that chess match between the pitcher and the person on first. Yeah. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, that's always one of those things that kind of keeps me interested. So limiting his ability to do that kind of sucks. So I, so to your point, too, because I'm, I'm someone who I, I don't like to watch baseball on TV. I like it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. When you go to the game, it's a lot different. Yeah. I think that baseball is making this move in an effort to shorten the game. No, that's what they said. We, we can't have the game so long. And what you'll see is, and it doesn't happen often, right? Um, which is why I think this is actually a good rule. It doesn't happen often. But you'll see every once in a while a pitcher just have it out for a runner and he'll continue to try to pick him off knowing that he doesn't have the opportunity to. Yeah. And what that does is it lengthens the game because mm -hmm. this game isn't like a time game. Right. It's all about, you know, how many right. outs you get and how quickly right. you get them. Right. So I think limiting uh, the pick all pitches and having it be strategic is a good thing. And and maybe it could go to helping people want to watch the game on TV more. But I know if I'm watching the game on TV and I start seeing that repetitively, right, I'm, right. Turning, I'm turning away. Right. And, no, and I, I, would, I'm, I would consider myself a casual fan. I don't know how like core fans of baseball right. deal with that. But right. no. Nah. Yeah. No, I get it. They said. I think they've already kind of been working some of these things and um, the minor leagues um, have been, and um, it's cut off like 20 minutes, I think is what I read. Okay. About 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, but now if you add these um, call challenges in, what is that going to do? <laughs> Probably balance it out. Exactly. <laughs> My point. So yeah, we'll, but you need those though, because because the reason why you need those challenges, absolutely, we've seen some egregious stuff in baseball. Like baseball, over the last couple of years, started getting like boxing, where you look at the result and you like, now what? Right. Now <laughs> come on, sun face, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, twenty twenty three will definitely see. The longer, the, the, the larger, larger bases. bases, and I yeah. think the calls will be the ch call challenge. Challenge calls will be um, out there as well. So yeah, we'll see. But I love that. I think it's cool that they like they don't just throw things at them without 
testing them, testing right? And, I yeah. mean, I know it's bad that they got to be the ones to test it out, but right. cool. yeah, I'm really curious to see about this whole robo-up thing because that takes things to a whole nother level. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think uh, um, they're, they're in, the, in the CBA, it almost wasn't a, uh, a minor league, so I would yeah. think that they would at least be happy. Right. <laughs> uh, we got about, to get it pigs to keep a job. Yeah, we, yeah, right. we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I see that. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. We'll girl. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. I carry Irving. So initially I didn't have much. I don't want to say I didn't have much compassion for this Kyrie Irving, Irving thing. My thing is like, if a decision has been made and you've made your decision and you're drawing a higher line in the sand, then so be it. That's it. But after looking at what's happening with New York City and their COVID restrictions lifting and the, the, the unfairness, in my opinion, of him not being able to play because he didn't get a vaccine, and players coming to Brooklyn and them being able to play because of some rule um, or some, you know, some restrictions that they still have in New York. You know, I just see that as totally unfair. And, and it feels like, you know, it's a singling out of Kyrie. Now, I preface that, I preface this by saying that <laughs> the NCAA, I mean, the NCAA, the, the NBA doesn't have a rule that Kyrie Irving can't play. This isn't right. on the NBA. So it's not as if the NBA is trying to make the, take, you know, mm -hmm. make, uh, make him a, um, make a lesson out of him or anything like that. This is a New York City thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the rule is so ridiculous given the fact that other players can come and play in New York and not be vaccinated. Um, I just don't understand. Yeah, there is no there is no logical explanation. I don't care what you came with that would make me understand what's going on. Other than I feel like it is either a punishment for Kyrie, which is not I'm sure there are other players that this affects. So I'll take that off the table. But I will say I think it's punishment for the private sector. Mm -hmm. Which the NBA happens to be a part of. Right. It's right. not something that the, the government runs or, you know, they right. they needed to relax those um, restrictions for their own good, but not really thinking about anybody else. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, it's not, not fair, like you said, it's unfair. So I just hope that, um, I, well, the one thing I will say is He's taking it all in stride. I don't see him really. He ain't complaining. He not. He don't have much to say. He just where I go play is where I play. I'm go play. Right. So when I get the opportunity to play, I'm gonna put up sixty. <laughs> right. Pretty much. There you go. He's like, well, y'all want to do that? Then I'm gonna do yeah. this. Right. 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 So no, I feel like it's 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 definitely unfair, and they definitely and. and if you're gonna make a, if you're gonna relax the rules, then relax the rules. Period. I don't know how you pick and choose who you relax the rules for. That sounds a little familiar. Yeah. <laughs> sounds a wee bit familiar, but. 
we'll see. But he, I mean, the one thing I will say in his, like I said, for him, he's not making a big stink about this in one way or the other. So I appreciate that. He's taking the high ground, um, which he has the whole time, in my opinion. It's just been kind of, this is my decision. If you want me to play, I play. If I can, I will. Right. That's it. Like, no, this is just how I feel. So, you know, so good for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So our, our next topic is free agent moves, but we're going to expand this to off-season moves because okay. some of this stuff that we've been seeing, I, let's let's do it like this. Let because we can't obviously can't go over every All single move, it, right? But you you talk about some of your notable and let's say three your three notable off-season moves that you've seen thus far. Right off the bat. <laughs> oh, um, we're going to talk about this in a minute, so I'm going to leave it alone for right now. But okay. uh, I'm just going to say the name. Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers. Carson Wentz to the Commanders. Why your face go like that? I got four. I'm sorry. Von Miller to, the, to Buffalo. And Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Okay. Those are some of the ones. I, I, the, the Bills about to be in the Super Bowl. The moves they making, they about to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they were this close. Yeah. Already, I mean, I, I was pulling for them to beat the, the Chiefs, and they, they just—they were this you know, close. And you know how I feel about a Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Listen, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the the Bills are putting themselves in the position, and it's not a building of a like this super team or anything. They just putting pieces together. They already got good pieces, and they bringing in exactly what they need in order to be where they need to be. So I really love that that move for them to get Von Miller. Um, yeah, if it it too bad it hadn't happened before we started this, but we know that it's potentially another big move that I'll be happy with. You were not so much that uh, is potentially on the horizon, and that is Deshaun Watson coming to the Falcons. Well, so I'm going to name him anyway. That's one of my three. Okay. So one of my three is where well, Deshaun he ain't Watson nowhere yet. So, but. Now, yeah. <clears throat> It's looking like he's leaning towards the Saints. So no, no, um, no. And so I'm I'm certainly Look, pushing no. for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think I think if 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 uh, what is the coach's name? Um, if Sean Payton was still there, I think it would be a. Oh, that would be an awesome move then. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what they're going to look like now, so that's why I'm a little bit leery of it. But you know no. why? I don't necessarily want him to go to the Falcons. And it's not about like no Falcons hate or anything like that. But I just feel like now, especially with losing Calvin really for the year, they're just not equipped to win right now. And maybe, you know, and I think this was your point, he could boost the, the franchise and boost the morale and put possibly put them in a position. I just don't see it. I think that wherever he goes, that's one of mine. Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Yeah. That, that's that a great move. Yeah. yeah. And Russell Wilson going to Denver. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, well. <laughs> how could I? Listen, yeah. yes. I mean, I don't want him to be, you know how I feel about John Elway. But 
Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know what? I, I I found something interesting about that. And I'm going to talk to you about it offline because, okay. you know, I don't want to ruffle uh, any of our, our list, listeners' feathers who feel okay. like John Elway is um, one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. But I, I, I got some information because I never really like paid much attention. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw him in that first Super Bowl. I might have been three years old, but I vividly remember him, him against <clears throat> the then Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember what Super Bowl it was. But I think it had to be like 88. Mm-hmm. I was three years old up watching that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I just remember uh, mm-hmm. my team being down by 10 and then me blinking and then and them winning 40 something to 10. Yeah. Yeah, but I digress. Um, <laughs> those are those are my choices right there. I think okay. uh, uh, this is what John, oh, wait. You don't feel so good about John Elway. That's right, I'm talking as if like, yeah. Oh, so we'll, no, we definitely gonna have this conversation offline, but. Okay. Um, I got some, I, when I send you this information oh, that this guy carefully crafted and carefully oh, put together no. about John Elway's career, like, it, it's, it's going to blow your mind. Okay. <clears throat> but, I look forward to it. But yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, those, those only, are, I mean, for him to go somewhere and I, I feel like he's going to be embraced there. So that's good, right? That, that part makes me feel okay. Yeah. It's just, I just don't it's the it's sometimes it's just the energy somewhere yeah and and it can be one person right it just yeah. makes everything just stink and it's just right. uh, yeah and so i'm just not a fan um of his yeah. but can i go back to this points yeah no definitely about um deshaun watson coming mm-hmm. to the falcons here's what i know it will do mm-hmm. it will it will ignite the city, first of all, but it's very much so <clears throat> that there's been this missing thing since Michael Vick left. Mm-hmm. Because let's face yeah. it, Atlanta is chocolate city. Yeah. And the rally that they they have not been able to feel. I mean, people. I listen. My cousin and I literally had this conversation yesterday that we (laughs) gonna cry like real tears Mm -hmm. if the Falcons have to trade Matt Ryan. Oh, that ain't gonna be able to keep. uh, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So it's bittersweet for me. Like I want Deshaun to be home, right? Because this is home. Yeah, but. I also don't want Matt to go anywhere because poor baby, like I feel I feel for Matt Ryan. I do. I do. But you know what? And uh, my cousin and I, we came to this conclusion. Matt Ryan has to leave the Falcons. I hope we, they said it they can go into Indy. That's a good spot for him. Um, and if that's where he ends up, just don't send him nowhere crazy and we'll be okay. And I want him to have a shot. That's all. Just a shot at winning something because he's had to deal with so much shift and change his entire career with the Falcons. And so I hope that he gets that shot. I think you so, got to send him to Houston. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, because you're trading. You're trading. We're not going to trade him. We, no, 
we're not, I don't know how they're going to get Deshaun, but you're not sending Matt Ryan to Houston. Well, how you gonna get how you gonna get Deshaun Watson? I don't know. They're gonna have to do some kind of three-way trade or something, because no. Well, what do you have to give the Houston of any value? You don't deserve anything. Oh, okay. Nah, okay. I said okay, I feel you from that point. That was that was the owner, the the inmates running the asylum owner. That that's him. Yeah. So they don't deserve nothing. They don't deserve anything. Like really. I mean. The only reason I'd be like, oh, it's okay a little bit is because he got Lovey Smith as his coach. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing that makes it appealing at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I just – I feel like Deshaun Watson coming back to – coming to Atlanta would be a huge – and then he's a Georgia boy. Like, it'll just be really this big thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I do. But that's it. But, yeah, I love the picks. I love the people we talked about. This Devontae yeah. Adams thing – him and Derek Carr. Yeah. It's gonna be ugly. Well, where did Amari go? Amari Cooper and Chargers too, ain't he? Yeah, he was he with the Browns. He was Brown. Amari Cooper. That's right. Yeah, he with the Browns. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's a bunch of them. Just yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's been a bunch of moves. It's been crazy. Yeah. yeah. So okay. We'll yeah. All right, step. I, I need your help with this next story. Cause I'm um, like, what is this? Because I know, I, and I threw it on there. I threw it on there at the I threw it on there at the end because I felt like it needed to be talked about. And I sent you the uh I sent you the topic um I think this morning or last night. Um and so this is about the transgender swimmer. Okay, that's who that is. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. This is about the historic feat. She is the first trans swimmer to win a championship. In D1, um, right? In D1. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to preface everything that I say by saying that I am in no way transphobic. I don't have any issue with how anyone decides to live their life. It has, that doesn't have any uh, primary effect on me or my friend. You know, so how you choose to live, how you feel, how that I don't have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. My issue is that, and and this is bigger than just this sport, this championship. What I'm seeing is there is an assault on women. Mm-hmm. And when you look at stuff like all of these crazy abortion laws being passed, and you see, you know, um, um, you, you already see the disparity in women's sports. Um, to have something like this happen, feels like more of the same. Mm. Now, again, I don't have a problem with Leah Tom- Thomas Right. Making the decision that I am a woman. Lifestyle. Right. That's yeah. your lifestyle. That's totally your business. Right. But when it comes into the arena of sport, the reason why it becomes an issue is biochemistry. Physical, physiologically, physically, all of that. Yeah. We we cannot ignore that. Yeah. And and that's what makes it unfair. Mm-hmm. And I understand that 
there's this clash of the women who are fighting for women's rights and the LGBTQ plus community. And this has put them right in the crosshairs of each other. And we've seen it play out on, on ESPN and even you know local news. But something I want to share that, that was kind of, you know, you know, telling to me that in the 2018-2019 season, in the 200-meter um, freestyle, Thomas's times were a minute 39 seconds, which made him the 551st ranked man in the world with those times, or at least in the NCAA, excuse me. Okay. Well, in 21-22, his time got a little bit slower, just a little bit, by two seconds, a minute and 41 seconds. But that made him the number one woman in the NCAA. So you went from being ranked 500th in the world to number one because now you identify as a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and let me say, I, I don't think that this is some nefarious scheme. Of no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Her, yeah. Excuse me, saying that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not making it as a man. And so I'm going oh, to no. compete as a woman. No. But the facts are the facts. Womanhood is a fact. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's a fact. Like, biological we can't do nothing we about cannot it. we cannot change that now right you being trans that's totally your right that's totally right. but we cannot change that and i think that you know it's a slap in the face mm. to allow a trans woman to compete with women knowing that there is some sort of a physiological difference yeah. and then to have her be celebrated. Yeah. I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah. I wonder if, here's the part. Are women mm-hmm. who have to compete and play these sports being asked their um, opinion? I haven't heard anything and I really was searching. I really, I wanted to hear from one of these women he competed, she competed against. Mm-hmm. And even you could just see with that, like I, I want to be careful and I want to, yeah. you know. Yeah, respect that she yeah. is who she is now. And right. that is, that, and that's okay. Like it is what it is, but it's just, no, there are some things that are, you can't, I don't care how many hormones you take. I don't care how many how much you grow your hair, how much makeup you wear, how many heels you put on. You just, there are some things within you that are different because when you were born, you were male. Right. And those things have come along with you as you've grown up. And you right. just, obviously you just transitioned because in two years ago, three years ago, you were competing as a man. Right. So that that is the part. I think if we just break it down, like, this has nothing to do with the choices, your identity, your being, you know, I, there's no judgment about that. That's not what I think if I'm if I'm saying it correctly, what you're really trying to get to is just about the biology. Right. It is just the the unfair part is the biology. It is exactly. just 
that at the, at the end of the day, your muscles are bigger, your what like there are so many things that are just there's no way and I could go to the gym with you every day and I would never look like you. Mm-hmm. We could do the exact same thing mm-hmm. and I would never look like you. Right. Because I don't have the inside, the biological makeup to right. look like you. And there's a reason because you got hormones that are different. You've got just parts that are not we not, not being don't don't go there. No, 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 I know, but that's that's real. It's things that are just different in the way that our bodies have been created. That's why there is a male and female. And so otherwise there would be no need to to put any um label on either one if we were exactly the same. I mean, why else do we say that I mean, race was created because of some differences? Right. And we just go with it, right? So I am saying that um, I understand from that perspective that it is it is a biological um, bias mm-hmm. that comes with you competing when you are not. And 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 I, I would be curious. Now you got me curious to like one find out what other women who have had to compete in these circumstances situations feel about them. But then my other thing would be um, how women who transition to becoming men how they fare mm-hmm. in situations where now you're a man and now you're competing against men there was a there was a profile a few years ago um it was a track athlete uh the young lady decided to become a boy mm-hmm. and you know she was competing in the track but i don't think that you know the whole I don't even think that the 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 whole track part even was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even think they focused on that part to say, like, oh, the, you know, his times are this now, or yeah. you know, anything like that. Um, but I just be curious. Like I feel like that's some research that should be done. No, definitely. Just to definitely. see. I, I I think it would be you see how this is a hot button issue. I think that it would be more of a hot button issue or it would be a hot button issue as well on the other side. Oh no, it would be some some stink about that now. Yeah, oh yeah. It would be some stink about that. If if, mm-hmm. if there was a transgender man who went and competed <laughs> against mm-hmm. other men and um was able to do better than them. Oh, it would be a right. stink about that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so we we, we, we would have heard it. We would have heard of it by now. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. We there would be a, a big deal would have been made about it. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: I appreciate you, brother, because where you your 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 heart in this is not about judgment. Your heart in this is not about um, putting somebody down for mm-hmm. where they are or what they're doing. Your heart in this is what is this doing to women? Exactly. And that's my only point. I, I'm, yeah. What is this? I, I want to know when the young lady who came in second place. I want to know how she feels. Mm-hmm. I, I, and and I feel like these young ladies are scared to death to give their opinion about this. Oh, they, are you. That's why you hadn't heard anything right. because it's like now I'm 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 looking I'm looking like the butthole basically. Right. If I say something, I'm looking like the butthole. Because, You're transphobic automatically. If you say yeah, something, anything yeah. against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, this situation, you, you looked at as transparent. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, I want them to be able to speak their truth too. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Before, did anybody, it's kind of like the way that I look at most things that I do in my life, most things, like most of the stuff that I work on is I want to make sure that everybody is heard. Yeah. And so if you making me be quiet about it because you're going to cancel me, cult, cancer culture, you're going to yeah. cancel me because I'm I'm not even saying that I got a problem with them being my teammate. I don't have a problem with any of that. I'm just, how fair is it to me that I, that I got to compete essentially against somebody who has all of the physical makeup of a man, mm-hmm. but is a woman. Right. I mean, there are women who have more testosterone in their bodies and you can just tell. Like they just muscular, they bigger, they got a lot. And we, they, we, it's the same thing. We so. cover one. Remember, remember we covered the young lady who, uh, what did she do? I want to say, was it the uh-huh. Olympics? Wait. She did some event in the, the Olympics and she was from, she was representing the country in Africa. I can't remember her name. I, I can't remember the event, yeah. but I know that they were trying to test her now. They didn't, they didn't want to allow her to compete. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not going to allow a woman to compete because her testosterone is, you know, higher a than, lot higher than, <clears throat> it's nasty. But it goes back to your point about women in 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 the the assault on 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 the on a woman mm-hmm. in that situation right? right because yeah real roll call i know this is your favorite uh part so we yes. only got three today yes um so i am going uh do the time i know i know go ahead but you know i, I think that we'll be able to uh oh, this will be enough time one. for these three especially yeah, with this first one because i know that you don't particularly care for this one like that uh, oh my God. I'm sorry. I just glanced at the South Carolina versus Howard score. Let's just go ahead and say my brackets don't all. Um, <laughs> 30, 37 to 2. Yeah? 37 to 2. Um, did you at least pinch the. Um, anyway, uh, the Steelers pick up Mitchell Trubisky to replace Ben Roethlisberger. And by the look of your face, I don't even need to ask you, was this a good move? and go no this is not a good move um this man has not produced anywhere he's been to the point that i don't even feel like he should be in the nfl right now right or at least you should be somebody's backup i'll say that maybe you should be somebody's backup right now i don't want to say he shouldn't be in nfl that's a rude thing to say i will take that back mitchell i'm going to say i think you should be somebody's backup somewhere but not as somebody started quarterback, and especially not my Steelers. And you know you can't feel Big Ben's shoes. Please stop playing. Anyway. Um, well, we know Big Ben's play has gone down over the last couple of years, but I'm going to say I would gladly switch and take <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky over Carson Wentz. So if in the fantasy world, if we could do that, let's get that done. <laughs> But I'm gladly taking Trubisky <laughs> over uh, Carson Wentz. All right, that's it for that one. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a good one, Jared. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> what happened with the Grizzlies coming out in Memphis versus OKC with their home white jerseys on? So they were... In, they weren't in, they were in OKC. 
Oh, they were in OKC. You were in OKC with your white home jersey. Excuse me. So, so in fairness, what we've seen lately is is that home teams have been wearing darker colored jerseys. But I mm-hmm. think it's one of those things where they kind of alert each other of the jersey preference Got it. for the game. Well, they must not have had that communication. Yeah. They were both out here on the court just warming white up. Jersey. And both of y'all in white jerseys, nobody said, is this we weird to, to anybody up. else? Like, we all yeah. got on the same color. So, literally, they ended up, it was like, it was like, <laughs> it really looked like a bunch of lost sheep with everybody, not just the players, but everybody was like, the refs, the, the, everybody was like, well, what, what what do we do? Like, how do we feel? Yeah. I was like, really? This is, I mean, so, you know, my husband played, was a AAU basketball coach, so I've been around AAU basketball all the time, and they always having to switch jerseys. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Just stupid. Anyway. All right, Julio Jones just released by the Titans. How you feel about that? I know he has a special place in your heart. I'm sad for him, but I'm not. I'll say this. I will say I feel like Julio never wanted to leave Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he is just, it's almost the Derrick Rose syndrome to me. Like he just didn't care really. Like I'm gonna go do it. Okay. Yeah. And he just and, and in turn that makes you hurt get hurt more. And I feel yeah. like so now that he's been released and we got dummy Calvin really doing what he's doing, he can come back home. No, I think I think uh, Tom Brady is trying to poach him and bring him to Tampa. I don't even want him to that. That'll be an uh, dynamic. Yeah. I can't even lie, but I I want him to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if Deshaun comes here. <laughs> right. Now, if, if Deshaun goes to the Saints, I think it'd be good for him to go to the Saints. Would you stop? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I need you to stop. Uh, no, I don't want to play with anybody else but the Falcons <laughs> if we come to the NFC South. Let's be clear. Don't play with me. That's not good. <laughs> uh, I shot. That was who uh who's really right. Listen to me. That was real roll call. We only had three topics today, so yeah. um we got through that one pretty quickly. Yeah. Mental health moment. Yeah. Who we got today, Step? So this one is Michael Beasley. Mm-hmm. Um Former, I guess I can say former because he hadn't played since 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, former NBA player. Um, he was last week, uh, no, this week, he was the guest on the Pivot podcast with Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, and Ryan Clark. And it was hard to watch. Um, watching this young man talk about his struggles with trust and people calling him crazy his whole life and um just him making the effort to reach out to try to get help and people feeling like people were not were not there for him um and some of this could be absolutely some 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 mental challenges that he has but no no matter it's his reality I'm going to just say that. It's his reality. This is how he feels about it. And that absolutely broke my heart. Um, because like I told you when I told you about it, and, and I would encourage everybody, just go watch it for yourself. But he spoke about from age five, all he's ever been told was he's a basketball player. 
and everything around him was made so that he could just focus on basketball. And so I feel like when he got into the league and he was, he was number two, he went number two in the draft that year and high expectations. He went to Miami, high expectations and nothing in his basketball career over the time that he played really panned out like he thought it would. Now, when you've been told you're a basketball player and then you get to the pinnacle and the pinnacle isn't working like you thought it would. And then you're like, to the people that you looked up to and were like, hey, can you help me out and help me get and do and it isn't even about a job. It's just, I need to figure out how to navigate this. And him feeling like that was never a response, never, never anybody that really came to his rescue. Just broke my heart. And that's why we do what we do with the Feel to the Real um, project and, and with Newbury Works and everything else we put our hands to is because we don't want, we want people to know they're more than the sport. And that like, at this point, even in part of the show, Fred Taylor said to him like, but now that you're not playing basketball professionally, you still have a story. You have something to share with the world. And he was just looking at him like with a blank stare. Cause he was like, I don't have, it. I don't, that's, I can't do that. I don't have, because all you've been told is you were a basketball player. And it just broke my heart. Um, I, I literally, I, and you can attest what I sent you. Mm-hmm. I literally was boohoo crying yeah. about this because this is why I feel like I was put on this earth <laughs> mm-hmm. is to help people like that not to be in those situations, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And even when they get in them, how can I help, help you move beyond this? Like, what do we do to get you beyond this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. He's a prime person that I would love to be like one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Just let's work this through to you. Like, I want you to get some help because there's some other stuff that some trauma that you need to deal with. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he, listen, if this is any indication for you, Jared, he had Shannon Crowder crying. Really? Yeah, I, I need to look at it. You know, I, I saw the clip that mother dying. Mm. It talked about the six weeks that he took off to go and care for her and watching her. He was like, it was like watching a raisin, her become a raisin mm. from cancer. Yeah. It's just a lot. And he's right. just, poor baby. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to cry. Listen. And I made myself look like a human being for this show. Cause I, I, I told Jared, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, let me get me up now." Text. Right? I was like, "Let like, me I'm get up now." Ready now so, yeah. I yeah, you don't wanna, yeah. You don't want to see that snot face that I had. Yeah, yeah it was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm check it out because, um, you know, I, I saw the clip that was floating around like everybody else did, and, and it it touched both of us. Because as soon as I saw it, I said, "You." Yeah. Um, and so. Um, that that was certainly appropriate for our mental health moment this week, and I didn't get to to check it out beforehand. Um, but just in the clip that I saw, like I could see the pain, you could see, you know, um, and you know it had to be deeper, right? So, oh, it was very shout out to him. Prayers up for him. Prayers up. That's all I'm saying. Like that's the part. I, the man's thirty three, and he doesn't yeah, trust anybody yeah. to the point that he doesn't leave his house. 
What is that? How do you, what's the average lifespan for a man? They're like 75. Mm-hmm. So you got most of your life left to live. How is it possible that you're going to live in life? Was, yeah. How? Yeah. Somebody needs to pull that brother in. Yeah. So I now appreciate, let me say this. Ryan Clark was eloquent in his response to him mm-hmm. um, in trying to help him understand, you know, Channing going to be Channing. Um, yeah. and Fred gonna be Fred, and yeah. so you know, Fred looking at it from the there's a bigger purpose for your life, sir. And Shannon's like, you know, bring your kids to my house, we can drink beer while they bounce it out, like we can, like yeah. we can bond and make something. He was like, You gotta get out your house and you gotta find somebody to trust. But Ryan was just like, I hear where you are, but I just need you to know we're here, like yeah. we're saying we're we're here, you can call me. Like, I'm going to give you my number because yeah. <laughs> you can call me and I'm going to call you. Right. Like, I appreciate it that they really were, you know, trying to rally around him to, to they could see. Yeah. And like Ryan said, he came on there and changed their lives just in what he said. It was deep, but so like you said, prayers to Michael Beasley. Um, yeah, I just I, all I can do is pray, <laughs> pray for you to be happy and whole. Pray for you to be willing to acknowledge, rec- recognize, acknowledge, and accept the fix. You know what I mean? Accept the help to to try to fix some of this um, for you and and. You know, I always say this, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If anybody sees this, you know him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm so genuine in this. In this, this is work that God put me here for. And so I'm. I, I, it's not about, despite what people have thought of me, um, it's not about the fact that they're athletes and they have money. Because I've done this with high school athletes and college athletes who don't have no money. So it's not that. It's the passion, it's the love. It's all of our passion and our love. Right. So wherever and however we can be of assistance, if if you want to get some help with yeah. moving forward, I'm not talking about your mental space, I'm talking about your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, feel good final uh, thought? Yeah. Um, so I thought this was appropriate given that, you know, the NCAA tournament is just starting And over the last couple of years, one of the things that we've looked at and we've talked about is just how the women's tournament gets treated in comparison to the men's tournament. And so one of the things that I thought was good to highlight was that this is the first year that they allowed the women's tournament to expand to 68 teams, just like the men's tournament. And so while that may not seem like that big of a deal, what it does is the NCAA has to pay for those other four teams to be a part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And so for the fact that they did that, um, and I'm not necessarily celebrating them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, we know that. I'm celebrating, you know, the women for continuing right. to push, continuing to call out the injustice, continuing right. to call out the disparity in the way the men's basketball tournament gets treated That's versus right. the, the uh, women. The women's. Mm-hmm. So um, shout out to, to women's basketball. I know this was a, you know, it may not look like a big step, but it was a huge step. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Um, and I think we're in Women's History Month, too. 
Yep. So history in the making. There we yeah. go. So that's yeah. very appropriate. Yep. History in the making. Good stuff. I'm yeah. a, I'm excited for, I mean, that means four more teams get that right. exposure and they get that opportunity. So I'm excited right. now if y'all just make sure that they get the experience that the men yeah. get, then we good. Like, right. it's, hey, I'm, I'm here for it all day. And shout out to my, to my alma mater, Howard University, the women who, uh, they won the first play-in tournament for, you know, women's basketball. So um, I definitely had to highlight that part. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Um, now, we're not going to highlight the part of the score. Yeah, right I hope it's not. I hope they score more than two points at this point. But oh, yeah, gonna... they, they, yeah, they score more than two points. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's 44 to 4 at halftime. Um, show picks. What you watching? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Um, I'm watching um, one of my favorite shows back and um, shout out to my brother Cor because he's been watching this one too because he was like, it's amazing. But um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. is back and the season four did not disappoint. Um, and anybody who doesn't know, this show is about a, a woman who's in the 60s. It's fighting for her right to be the kind of comedian that she wants to be. And uh, obviously, you know, the rules of how a lady is supposed to act and all this stuff were very much so still in play then. And so she a cussing, um, raunchy mouth saying anything about anybody type comedian. (laughs) in a time when it wasn't popular. And so her fight to, for her independence, for her ability to do what she does. And let me just say, side note, bar none, her dressing is superb, even though it's supposed to be the 60s. And I, and, but that's one of my favorite eras of dressing. Yes. I just think about how back then African-Americans was to the nines. I don't yeah. care where they were going. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. love that period of time when people were really snazzy. And so her her wardrobe is everything. Man. I ain't seen that. What's that on? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's on Amazon Prime. Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Marvelous Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. It's amazing. All right, so I've been on the Bible Project. Okay. Now, as much as I thought I knew about the Bible, <laughs> after watching this, I okay. learned that I knew nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I need to go watch this then, because like I probably the, know nothing. The, the way that they break down thematically, the way that they break down the Bible, okay. has helped me so much in studying. Oh, wow. Um, like, okay. I understand so much about just even the 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 way that the Bible was constructed and how each you know book book comes one after the other and and but it doesn't literally it's not chronological though no it's not chronological yeah so yeah um and so like, that like it's it's helped me out tremendously tremendously mm. like they do a really good job of of breaking down the Bible and I guess it's you know it's probably from a um what's the what's the word i'm looking for from a theological standpoint mm-hmm. like how you know pastors go to 
and they learn Theology kind school. of yeah, a little differently. I, so I think what they're doing is doing a very good job of taking probably what they learned in um, a theological seminary and mm-hmm. kind of putting it out there for the lay person, <laughs> the lay Christian <laughs> Hello. to understand. So yeah. yeah. No, that's good stuff. Uh, where is that? That's uh, on YouTube. Okay. I'm gonna it's go like find the Bible project on YouTube and their whole channel comes up and they have tons of videos. I'm gonna go and watch it. If you go to their playlist, they'll have it all in like order. So you can go like, all right, okay. let me go look at the old testament or yeah. let me go look at the new testament. Okay. Let me go look at the characteristics of God. Let me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Okay. I will go pay it and go and watch that. You know me. I'm all yeah. for that. Like, yes, anything gonna help me understand. Yeah. Yes, I'm all for that. Good stuff. All right. We at the end of another one. Yes, we are. Um, we we want you guys to reach out to us. We want you guys to interact with us. Please. Um, we would certainly appreciate it. Please. Um, if you want to send us an email just to let us know how we're doing, if you want to be on the show, anything like that, you can send us an email uh to fill the number two real fill the number two the real uh podcast at yes. gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at field the number two, the real P one or on Instagram at field the number two, the real podcast. And if you want to see all of our, uh, visual content, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, field to the real podcast right there behind, uh, Stephanie's head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or you can go to our YouTube page where you can see all of our, our visual content filled to the real podcast. Um, but we thank you guys for always continuing to listen. You know, yes. definitely reach out to us. You know, definitely Please. Uh, go to our YouTube page, like, share, subscribe, um, comment. Yeah. And yeah, this is episode 153 of the Field to the Real podcast. We are out. Peace. Mm. Now put the cameras on me, 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 put the cameras on me.